Welcome to the Motherhood Calling Over Chaos podcast, where we aim to provide encouragement with real life context and lots of laughs, all while sharing what God is doing in us and through us as new moms. Welcome to our second episode of the Motherhood Calling Over Chaos podcast. After getting to know us a little bit, we are ready to get into the good stuff. So today we're going to be talking about Calling Over Chaos, um, how we came to the name of our podcast, uh, of our podcast, and just what that means to us individually um, as moms, as new moms. Um, but before we get into that, something we actually want to do every episode is have a mom pick. So this yes. is going to be just different things that are currently our go-to. So it might be a baby product, mm-hmm. a mom product, a book, a date night idea, pretty much anything. So this week, our mom pick is going to be our favorite current baby product. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump into that. Ashley, you want to share yours? What's your current favorite baby product? Yes. So my mom pick for the week, baby product wise, is uh, the Nested Bean Zen Sleep Sack. Um, Mav is has transitioned out of a swaddle. Um, he's a pretty big guy. So we were kind of going back and forth between a few different options. Um, and the sleep sack, um, the Nested Bean Sleep Sack just seemed kind of right for us. Um, he is trying to kick his legs and flip over. Um, but he definitely likes the like that cuddly feeling. And so since the sleep sack has that uh, weighted uh, weighted egg, I guess yeah. you could say, <laughs> weighted egg shape on the top of it um, that's reversible. It could be for on his chest or on his back. Um, we went with that uh, so that he's able to keep his arms out because he does like to kind of cuddle with his arms and self-soothe with his arms. Um, we went with that option and he has been absolutely loving it. Like, so good. Like we were able to put him in it. Um, he wears a, a long sleeve onesie to keep his arms warm because the baby's arms are out um, it's actually just like a buckle, buckle release, um, kind of, uh, kind of like a overall, <laughs> like an overall top. So it's a button release at the top and then a sack at the bottom that zips up. Um, and it's just so easy to just like, once he's, uh, sleepy and drowsy, we just zip him in it and we lay him down and he's like comfy that little weight, even though it's not very much, like it just really just soothes him right down and we don't have to do any padding or anything like that. We just leave him be. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What, like, why don't you share like, have you had any sleep challenges with Mav? Um, what would have been some things that y'all have struggled with in trying to get his sleeping uh, on track? Um, so right now we're trying to, um, I guess, like just trying to transition him out of co-sleeping. He was co-sleeping in our bed. He was uh, in a uh, kind of like a larger dock top kind of thing um, at the top of our bed. And we were sleeping like at the lower part of our bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're transitioning him out of that into uh, not quite his crib yet because his crib is in his room. It's a little bit larger um, and we don't want that big piece of furniture in our room. So <laughs> we're uh, doing a pack and play um, okay. at the foot of our bed right now. Um, so he is doing really well in the nested bean transitioning to the, um, 
to the pack and play sleep to sleep on his own. And I think that that feeling that weightedness on his chest really gives him some relief because that's kind of how we would like coddle him is just mm-hmm. like putting our hand on his chest and kind of just like rubbing him. Yeah, it's familiar to him. Yeah, it's very familiar. Also, you know, I breastfeed, so I think it's like, okay, like that heaviness, like being close to my chest, it helps him too. So yeah, um, yeah so that's kind of our transition time period right now. Um, it has been kind of tough and challenging because he is waking up um, more frequently, but we're hoping with this transition that it's going to get a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So my baby pick or my mom pick for the baby product would be the Magic Merlin sleep suit. So we both chose sleep products, yeah. which is important, right? <laughs> sleep is mom, so important. Sleep is important. <laughs> Whatever everyone. sleep you can get, it's important. It is. <laughs> um, and so a little bit of background for Jaden's like sleeping arrangements mm-hmm. and transitions. So when we got home, um, you know, this kid has everything under the sun to sleep in. Yes. I mean, yes. he got so much, uh, was just blessed with so much. Um, you know, he got like a glider bassinet. Of course, he has mm-hmm. his crib, which is also in his room. Mm-hmm. He has a, you know, a regular standstill bassinet, has a pack and play, yeah. um, all kinds of stuff. And so just figuring out, okay, what's going to work for him? What is yeah. he going to like? Yeah. And so we started out with the glider bassinet and we would swaddle him mm-hmm. in a big giant. Actually, I think we started out, we tried to start out with like one of those zipper swaddles. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to have like a Velcro one. And he was so, Jaden was born so small that, you know, the, the glider tilts down just a little bit to yeah. where the... Um, cloth was like kind of starting to cover his mouth. And so that Mm -hmm. made me very uneasy as a new mom. Um, And then he got into this like three week phase where he was just sweating on everything. (laughs) And I'm just like, again, new mom, I'm just like freaking out. Like he cannot. Are you supposed to sweat this much? Yes. I'm like, what is wrong? And so thinking like, what do I put him in? Because he sweats on everything. We were also given a docotot. So we, long story short, we ended up doing some co-sleeping early on, probably the first two or three weeks. And what we ended up doing, just because even in his docotot, he was just sweating. And so we ended up putting his boppy boppy pillow around him on on the bed. And we would just, you know, we have a king size, so we'd just spread out. And then, you know, I felt like during those weeks, it's like I was asleep, but it's just like you're on like alert like <laughs> high alert I'm not high over. mom alert yes and so you know we made that work for those few weeks and yeah. he was sleeping and he's always been a pretty good sleeper like mm-hmm. if he if he gets comfortable if he's in his space like he's a good sleeper yeah. like even when he was younger he was only waking up like one or two times mm-hmm. um and so eventually i was starting to look into stuff to put him in, like if he's going to be in our bed for a while, yeah, this isn't the situation. This mm-hmm. isn't safe. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking into like in bed bassinets. I was yes. looking into. Finally, he stopped sweating on stuff, <laughs> so I got I was able to use the docket pot again. So we were putting him in that. And then one of my friends was like, "Oh, well, why don't you try putting the docketot in his regular bassinet?" Mm-hmm. So the reason we weren't using the regular bassinet is because Jaden hated it. Like the moment we tried to put him in it, he would just start crying. And Do you I think, think it was like a, a like did he have um it- 
I don't know if it dips, like sits lower, but like when you would lower him into it, like that's how Mab was. We'd lower him into the bassinet Mm -hmm. and he, he would like sense the deepness and he'd be like, no, like this is not it. (laughs) 100%. I immediately said, I told Chris, I think it's the immensity of this bassinet. Like he can sense this thing is huge. It's like echoing. Yes. Like where am I right now? And again, Jaden's so small. Like, I think he just sensed that it was so big. I was like, I don't think he likes it yet. I don't think he's big enough for it yet. And so someone suggested to put the Dakota in that. And so I already know, y'all, they don't recommend to do that. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. This is a judgment-free podcast. You do do what you got to do as a mom. No judgment zone when you You haven't slept. Yes. You know, like, you're just trying to find, like, the safest. Whatever works. What works option. Yes. You know, like. Yes. So... That became his sleeping arrangement yeah. for the past four and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota in the bassinet worked beautifully. He loves it. But we were still swaddling him as mm-hmm. well because of startle reflex and stuff. We got one of those big, huge um, uh, swaddle cloths and uh, worked beautifully. And mm-hmm. I was able to, like, you know, get it nice and, like, snug and tight around him. And that's just how he slept. Yeah. Well... Now that he's obviously getting bigger and he's eventually going to start rolling, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking through, thinking ahead. Okay, I got to think through how are we going to transition him out of this? He can't be in the doctor top forever. He can't be swaddled That's forever. That's type A for you. I we're, know. Hey, we're not even there yet, but we're trying to work <laughs> yep. through it. Like we're trying to prepare. <laughs> we're going to transition you well, son. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking like, I don't want it to be abrupt, an abrupt change to where he's, yes. you know, we kind of go back steps in sleep. You know, we, we all need to sleep in the Martinez house. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all need our sleep. And so, so, um, yeah, I, I was just already thinking through that. And I remembered I had a Magic Merlin suit in his closet that was for um, three to six months. And it's still big on him because, again, he was small. <laughs> but uh, I started utilizing that and was pleasantly surprised at how fast it worked. Like, wow. I was prepared to, I'm going to do this on a Friday night because if he's going <laughs> to wake up. I don't got to work on Saturday. I don't need to have anything productive that I need to do the next day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we tried it out and he still slept through the night. Like Jaden sleeps through the night regularly now and he still slept through the night and it was great. We obviously could not use the Dakotot because like the Merlin, you've seen the Merlin suit. It's very um, fluffy. It's very fluffy. Yes, Yes, exactly. And so he was just like squished in it. So we just started putting him in the bassinet like that and it transitioned beautifully. And mom is happy because I no longer have to swaddle him at night Mm -hmm. because, you know, Chris was like, you do it better. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, dad. So, uh-huh. Try to get out of it. Yeah. So Chris never swaddled him because, you know, he quote-unquote didn't know how or didn't do it right. Yeah. And so after his bedtime feeding, um, you know, with, with dad, he'd cuddle him and then he'd bring him to the room and I'd have to swaddle him. So I'm having to wait to, you know, shower and just wind yeah. down relax. myself. Relax. Yeah. And so now Chris can bottle feed him, put him, you know, snuggle him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Bye. Like, you got this now. <laughs> I'm gonna go relax because the Merlin the suit is just zip zip. Like put yes. your put your arms and legs in. Zip zip. You're good. That's and awesome. it's it's definitely awesome. And he now is able to also we can put him down kind of drowsy and he'll he'll 
fall asleep in it. So that's definitely great. has been a smooth transition out of the swaddle. And so I'm hoping that means when he is officially turning over, mm-hmm. getting into a sleep sack like Mav will be that much easier too. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And, and if you guys have any questions, we're going to go ahead and... Um, put this on our Instagram. So make sure that you're following us at calling over chaos um, so that you guys can see the items just in case if you have any questions, feel free to send us a DM or comment under it. Absolutely. Um, so now we're going to go into get into this calling over chaos. How did yeah. we get to this name? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember some of the names we were throwing out early <laughs> on when we first met? I mean, I could pull it up. I, know, I, just, I remember Brandon was like, you just call it the motherhood so you can be like, welcome to the hood. <laughs> When you start your podcast that's, every episode. So. That's what happens when you ask your husbands for advice. advice. <laughs> Welcome to the hood. Welcome to the hood. That was for you. That's for you, Brandon. <laughs> I love it there because it was like, I mean, it's, it's true. true. Yeah. It's true, but I don't think that's the direction we want to go. No, that's what we're exactly, exactly trying to get right. to. But yeah. Um, what was one of the other ones? I... I don't. I may have deleted them honestly off of our little document that we had when oh, we were taking notes. Oh yeah. Um, um, well, like the mother cast was one. I think mom cast. Mom yeah. cast. Yeah, mom cast. Um, I don't know. Like they just, you know, you come up with all these ideas, just trying to throw them out, and then also trying to create something that hasn't been done. Like hasn't been heard of yeah. that kind of thing um but also making it something that was our own for sure um was definitely important so i i mean i don't even realize i, I don't even think like the process was kind of like do we like that one no do we like that one um, yes yeah. do we like this one i like this one better and then the more yeah. i say it I, I love it even more yeah. you know so <laughs> Yeah, so I think the idea, like, calling over chaos, I mean, for me, you know, like we've mentioned in our first episode, we met at church. Um, That is kind of the foundation of our friendship is Jesus. And that's really the heart of this podcast, too. We ultimately hope to be able to um, share who Jesus is and what he's doing in our lives and everything that we do. And that includes this podcast. That includes our motherhood and, and just having him lead us to be the best moms we can be. And, you know, every day we all have a calling on our lives and it all looks different. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of those callings is if you're a mom, like that's a calling. Yeah. And so for for, every mom, yeah, just us. Yeah. Every mom. 100%. God has called you to do that. It is a calling and God has called you to be a mom to that child. Mm -hmm. Specifically, he chose you to be that child's mom. He gave you that child. Mm -hmm. And so, like you're, you're the shepherd for that child. Yes. Like you're, that is your job. Yes. And it starts to kind of like, not, I don't want to say come above, but it's like just such an important thing. It's a responsibility. Yeah. You know, I remember early on, you know, as a new mom, you have all this potential fear. Um, I know that was the case for me. Mm-hmm. And it was my husband who said, ultimately, like he belongs to God mm-hmm. and he's your steward and take care of yep. while he is with us, yep. but he is not yours anyway. Yeah. And 
it sounds like a, a harsh truth, but honestly, it brought me a lot of peace in that moment, knowing that. And um, so again, it's my calling to take care of Jaden. I remember we found out we were having a boy. Um, yeah. I actually did experience some gender disappointment. Mm-hmm. I really wanted a girl, um, really thought I was having a girl. And so when I found out I was having a boy, I was a little disappointed and taking it back and um, just thinking through like, how am I supposed to be a mom to a boy? Like I never imagined myself as a boy mom, but getting to a place and realizing God has called me to be Jaden's mom. He's Mm -hmm. called me to be a boy mom Mm -hmm. for whatever reason Mm -hmm. to raise up. For now. Um, Yeah, for now. (laughs) Hey, maybe the next one I get my little girl. And then I'll be like, oh, thank God. I have Wait, can we uh, go back to being a boy mom? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so just knowing, you know, and trusting that God knows what he's doing. Like he is the author and perfecter of our lives. And, you know, I think years from now, I'm going to look back and and think, yeah, I was supposed to be a boy mom for sure. (laughs) Um, So knowing that, again calling a calling to be a boy mom to raise up a mighty man of God in this world in this day and age uh in our society um yeah I just think it's not something that I take lightly by any means you can't yeah you can't it's too it's too important um and so over chaos is obviously the all the the emotions, you know, of course, the, the disappointment, the honest disappointment that I felt, yeah. um, you know, the millions of things to do, just everything, all the chaos that comes with being yes. a motherhood, just being a mom, just knowing that the calling is is bigger and goes beyond any of that. Any of it. Yeah. Yes. What about you? Um, I think for me, just... Man, like there's just so many different aspects, right? So it's like calling over chaos, over um, being a mom in general just for this podcast. But I think it it kind of goes with uh, like all the different aspects of your life. Like you, mm-hmm. you could just go into this in different subjects. <laughs> oh, for sure. We're all called to different things, right? Like I'm called to be Chris's wife. Yeah. I'm called to you know, represent Jesus at UTSA, like I'm called to Grace Avenue Church, you know, Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Um, as a mother, I feel like (sighs) Brandon and I, and uh, I mean, just trying to give a little, um, behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, Brandon and I, actually had lost before we had math. Okay. And so I guess it's very hard to feel called when you experience loss. Yeah. You know, and um in the beginning it was very hard to experience joy over this pregnancy, you know, and 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 knowing that okay, well, what if, what if, what if? And so I really felt, um, in, in that season, like I couldn't express like any joy over the pregnancy. Um, and it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of, um, me opening up to the people that God had placed in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Opening up to them, <laughs> um, you per start se. Tissues, yeah, tissues. right. <laughs> like opening up to them and um, and telling them like how I felt and and I, I just want to like 
like (laughs) at church, you know, we have freedom groups Mm -hmm. and, um, it's where you work closely in groups of men and women, men with men, women with women. And, um, in my freedom group, like, you know, I had shared certain things and I, they were kind of like that first group to know that I was pregnant. So this is even before like people at church, before Pastor Daniel, before Pastor Janelle knew, um, they kind of found out first and, I expressed to them, you know, it's just been so hard for me to feel like I'm ready to do this. Like I'm being called to do this. Like it's hard for me to like grasp that concept. And they, you know, reiterated to me, like, don't let the enemy steal your joy from this. Like you deserve this. You know, God is giving you, giving this to you for a reason. Um, and you have every right to be joyful about it. And, um, when I shared that, I actually, um, one of the other women in the group shared with me that she had kind of gone through the same thing. And, and I think at that point is when it clicked that God is going to give you all the resources, mm-hmm. you know, to move past what happened before. 100%. He's equipped you. Yeah. Like he, like he's going to give you all the resources to move past that. And you're still thinking about, well, what if this happens? Yeah. What if the same thing happens? Um, and he, he's calling you to to be a mom. Like this is this step up to the plate. Like you're you can do this. Yeah. And so that was like the first instance where it was just like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Like, like thank you, thank you for you know having my back and, and giving me that that um, equipment to just like move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, I felt it. I felt like it was kind of like a release, and a way to step into being called to be a mom, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all these things came into play afterwards where we started figuring out, Oh, all these other moms are pregnant. Like you have a whole group that you're going to be going through this Mm -hmm. with. Like you get to experience this life, not by yourself. You don't have to do it by yourself. Like, uh, he, he, basically gave me everything that I needed and I thought I had to do it by myself, Yeah, you know? Um, and so for me, just being called to do this, like I thought I was so unequipped to do it, but in, in retrospect, now being able to look back and, um, coming up with the podcast, I was like, man, like, what does that mean to me? And, and I was able to start to recognize, which I had been doing before, but really just putting it together. Um, I was able to recognize like, man, I did this happen. God did this for me in in my life. He put this person in my life. He did this situation where we learned from and we grew from, and it's helped me be a better, better mother, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. overall, you know? So I, I really feel like this is like nothing to mess with. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, it's just, it's such a great experience and especially in the world, the chaos that we live in today with so many just different things happening. Don't even want to get into all of that. You know, of course that could be a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> like every segment of how crazy this year has been. Um, but it's just like a, the general, like I'm going to God is going to give you what you need to get to the next level of what he has called you to do. I agree. And he is 
always going to give you it in business, in motherhood, in being a wife, you know, preparing your marriage, your friendships, like he's going to give you all of those things to move, move it to the next level of where he wants you um, to be in order to better like his kingdom, you know, and mm-hmm. just knowing all of that. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think that that has been a really big like learning curve, like, (laughs) like mom curve, learning curve in life, um, and everything else for me. So I I love it. That's so good. I love that you said that, um, God is going to give you what you need. Um, but I think it's like, it's a partnership, right? It's a relationship, like in turn, like for him, in order for him to give you what you need, like Mm -hmm. he needs you to trust him with that. And so I love that you brought up freedom groups and kind of what God was sharing with you in freedom groups, because I was, going through freedom groups too Mm -hmm, when I was mm -hmm, pregnant mm -hmm. um and I remember one night um and you know I had a very healthy pregnancy early on you know at the end things got a little scary but early on I had a pretty healthy pregnancy there was no reason for me to think that anything could go wrong yes but for whatever reason I was just in this state of fear and something's going to go wrong. And I don't know why, because I've never really been somebody who lives in fear or is fearful, but Mm -hmm. this was just something that I was just burdened with. And I remember in freedom groups, um, someone in my group had said, it was just very small, but they said, what was it? I just... I just want God's will over my own. Mm. And man, <laughs> the Holy Spirit right was like, kisser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Holy Spirit used her in that you. moment to speak directly to me. <laughs> and she was talking about her own, you know, situation. Yeah. But, and so after the, after our group that night, uh, you know, people had left and a few girls were hanging around and I didn't say anything in the group after mm-hmm. she had said that. Um, but after, again, after everyone had left I said you know I really feel like I'm supposed to share this and I started getting really emotional and I said I feel like when you said those words like I felt like God told me you have not given me this pregnancy Mm -hmm. like you have Mm -hmm. not surrendered it to Mm me um because even my prayers were very like I'm praying for a girl yeah very like what I I wanted (laughs) give me what I need give me what I want versus God's will above it um, and so I just told her like when you said those words like I felt like God used you in that moment to speak to me Mm -hmm. and and let me know like you need to give this to me Um, he's my child I'm trusting you to take care of him and then as soon as I do that of course I'm going to equip you and I'm going to send people your way and I'm going to help you um, in this journey um, of of your new calling so yeah. Like as soon as as soon as you recognize that this is not yours, this is mine. Yeah. This is this is something that I am giving to you to just take care of. I'm calling you. Yes, I'm calling it. you to take care of him. Then I'm going to I'm going to take care of everything else. Yeah. You know, and I and I feel like sometimes it just as humans, it's hard for us to even understand that, you yeah. know, to give, to give the unknowns 
up. Oh, yeah. Especially for us type A's. Yes. Let me tell you my plan, God. And God's just like, okay, I'll humor you and listen, but uh, let me tell you my plan. Uh, You just don't understand yet. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it it, it just giving that release. And then once you do, it's funny just like how things just fall into place. Mm -hmm. They just... I mean, for me, and it sounds like for you, it just fell into place after that. And now coming out and, and, you know, getting ready to do this podcast and prepping for it. Like I had time to reflect on that and, and really realize and recognize like, oh, when I, when this happened, this and this happened, like you gave me, God, you gave me this and this yeah, and man, that has helped me be a better mom, you know? And then when this happened, you, uh, you know, gave me this, you know, these different things and they've helped me just be a better person in general, a better mom and, and man person. Like, I love that. Like, like I I mentioned in the last podcast, there are things that Jaden really, God has pulled out of me as a result of being Jaden's mom that were probably there just hadn't surfaced yet. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sanctification, right. We're forever being made look more and more like Jesus. And so having Jaden is, has made me look more like Jesus, because like I said, that grace that is being pulled out to show to him, to others, my husband, everybody, patience, like all of that. And do you think, do you think that as Jaden grows and gets older, mm-hmm. how do you see, like, what what else would you like to see happen? Like, I, I mean, of course, being a baby, everybody tells you, like, oh, you're going to have to learn patience. And, you know, patience is a big, patience is a big thing, especially yeah. for everyone. But what would you like to see happen for you for your husband for for Chris you know like what would you like to see kind of come out of that I think for me honestly it really goes back to you know my own childhood and just how I was raised Mm -hmm. and um you know, I actually was not raised going to church. Grace Avenue Me was my either. first church. It's yes. where I was saved at 23 years old. Wow, was your first church? Yep. Wow, I didn't yep. know that. Um, first church. Yeah. Got saved there. Haven't left. Um, and so for me, having I remember I got I had the opportunity to baptize some of the elementary kids last year. Mm-hmm. It was before I was pregnant. And uh, on my way home, I got emotional talking to Chris. And I said, that was a moment for me that I won't forget because that's when God showed me, like, really showed me, mm-hmm. like, I've known this, but your children are going to grow up in church and knowing me, even though you didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that is just... And that's okay. Yeah. Look where you are now. Yeah. Right? And that's, it's generational. Like, the fact that, like, even though I didn't grow up in church, mm-hmm. like... My children will, yes. and my children are going to know the Lord yes. and grow up that way, and not have to um, struggle potentially with the same things I have to struggle with, mm-hmm. simply because they've known the Lord their whole life. Yes. And so, there's a statistic that um, basically says if you're not saved by this age, like you might not be. Mm. And so, 
for me, like, I want to see that statistic broken because I am, I am that statistic. Yes. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing for me is just the fact that, um, we have an opportunity to raise our children up in the ways of the Lord. Yes. And even though I wasn't. Every day, every yep. day. And even though it's something, I don't want to say new, but mm-hmm. fairly new mm-hmm. to us. I, I mean, because you've even been attending Grace Avenue since before I did. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't the, it's not the first church that I've been to, but it's the first church that I've actively participated in. Um, you know, it's the first church that I've participated in. I've felt like I belong to like that. I've, um, wanted to be a part of, Yeah, you know, wholeheartedly. If if that's a good way to describe that, please don't <laughs> please don't judge me. But you know, I my parents never took me to church, but yeah. I went to church with like friends and stuff like that um, when I was younger. And um, as I grew older, I kind of just didn't go at all. Yeah. And um when Brandon and I started dating, his parents went to church, um, here a local church here and we would go with them, but it was kind of just like in and out. You know, it was like in one ear, out the other ear. Yeah. Um I never felt like that pull or that tug on my life. Um and then I came to Grace Avenue and that's where it really started to settle in. Like this is where you should be. This is yeah. where I want you. This is where like, you belong. Yeah, yeah. Like this is where you belong. And I just felt that tug overall to like want to contribute, mm-hmm. you know, want to be a part, want to move the kingdom forward there. Um, and I think that's, we've not only helped so much, but we've received so much back from the church mm. that that's what I want my child to experience. Yeah. You know, that community and just like that sense of, um, I don't, um, that sense of just like having that community, um, behind you, but it's God's community. You know, it's, it's, it's God who's leading it and building it. And we're just helping, you know, like we're there to help move it forward. Um, And so I just want him to have that because I just never, I never knew that feeling. I never wanted it until I I found somewhere where it was reciprocated back, you know, and not that it has to be, but it does make it a lot easier to, if I'm honest, you know? Um, So I want Matt to have that and to experience that too. And they're going to get to do it together. I know. I, <laughs> I told Pastor Daniel, we're going to start our own little soccer league. <laughs> our little league team. Yeah. He, na- he named them the Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I like Grace, it. I'll Grace take it. Avenue Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something else that we wanted to throw in every episode was a nobody told me. Um, and these are just stories, situations, products, something uh, that we've just learned along the way um, that nobody told us about. So kind of just those things that pop up um, that we learned a little late or had to learn the hard way as new moms. Yeah. And I feel like for me, this was one of the things, this was one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I was excited about doing a podcast, because although I feel like 
I have so many amazing moms in my life who are there for me, who are encouraging me, who are giving me advice. Um, There are still things that I felt like, man, nobody told me this (laughs) or nobody told me about this. I had no prep work for this. (laughs) Yep. And so I remember, you know, when I've had some of those moments, I've really been like, man, like, I feel like I want to start a blog or something just to like PSA. Like, this is a thing. Like, FYI, if you don't know, now you know. Yes. Like, and so I'm excited for for this portion. Um, And so one of my nobody told me moments was actually actually very, very early on, one of the very first days of Jaden um, being in this world. And it was when we got home uh, from the hospital, a couple nights in, actually, it was probably honestly the first night. And I was overwhelmed emotionally for like two or three weeks. And they call it the the baby blues. And I've heard, of course, like we know about postpartum depression and of Mm -hmm. course, and, Mm -hmm. and I just don't feel like that is talked about enough. Um, Not only postpartum depression and how serious it can get, but even just the the baby blues, the Mm -hmm. emotional turmoil that you wrestle with as a You just don't know how it's going to hit you. Right. Like how it's going to manifest. And you you know to expect it because even in the hospital, they have you take a little survey. Uh Like, how are you feeling? Are you laughing easily? (laughs) Like all these things. And I'm like, check, check. I feel great. I'm a new mom. And then you leave the hospital. but And you're like, all right, this is it. Like we're getting in the car now. I'm going home. So we got home and... First of all, like my sister had decorated the door and uh, (laughs) there were packages on our door that um, we had either ordered or people had ordered for us that we were expecting. And uh, I asked, I texted my sister and I said, hey, were there any packages when you came? And she said, yeah, there were like three or four. Why? And I was like, because they're gone. (gasps) And so basically like someone had had taken them. And are you serious? I asked her, yeah. Oh, I haven't told you this. Yeah. No. And so I asked her, you know, when did you come? And she said, oh, about an hour after you said you were going to be discharged. And I said, okay, so it was between this time and this time. So basically, the decorations were put up when somebody had taken these packages. Wow. And so for me, like, I remember just crying. And thinking, like, who would do this to a new family? Yeah. And obviously, like, that is, of course, emotional. But even from then on, it was just, like, a lot. Yes. It was a lot of emotion. But that's, that like, a huge me. trigger. Oh, for sure. That was, like... For a new mom yeah. to come home. It's, like, I felt violated yes. already. And unsafe. Yeah. And so... But from there, it was just, you know... From your home... At your... On your doorstep mm-hmm. with your new The decorations child. were actually, like, taken down to but we thought uh, you know Cheyenne was like don't even go there like it was probably just the wind but I'm like what if somebody yeah. that came and like you know destroyed oh it gosh. yeah it was awful and you know from there it was just a, a uh, just a whirlwind of emotions yeah. and I was just I didn't feel you're just like myself fragile, you're in a fragile state yeah whether you like to admit it or not and no matter I, I feel like no matter how good your birth experience was like you're still like in a fragile mm-hmm. new like we're a couple days in trying to figure it out so to come home I mean I just can't I can't imagine yeah I it was can't. rough it was rough but even the, the next couple of weeks were just even worse than that like it was just I had to, and I say that all that to say you know to 
if you're listening to this again, this is your PSA. Like baby blues are a real thing. You might not experience them right away in the hospital, but you may when you get out for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I had to be so intentional with getting in the word of God and praying and just guarding my spirit and Mm -hmm. worshiping because I you know, didn't experience or haven't experienced postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I could see the hole. And if I wasn't careful and guarding my spirit Mm -hmm. and doing those things, I was going to go down the hole. Yes. Um, and so it was, it was scary. It was, it got to a really scary place emotionally. Um, but I, and that was something I wish somebody had told me about this. Mm -hmm. I wish I had been prepared to know how emotionally, um, how much emotional turmoil I was going to experience as a first time mom. Yes. Um, so that's my first. They won't okay. always be that deep, y'all. I <laughs> know. I'm like, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> they won't always be that intense. So they may, they may make you laugh sometimes, but that was, like, that, is that was one of my even... first, like, why didn't anybody tell me this? Yes. I wish somebody had, and I want to tell people, new moms about this mm-hmm. because, um, your being is so important. Chris, something Chris always tells me is if you're not good, he's not good. Yeah. Like you have to take care of yourself. That's so so true. I mean, they just, they, they soak it in. They soak every emotion. Oh yeah. Like every emotion the parent has, the child in turn, like just takes in wholeheartedly, you know, because I mean, in, in retrospect, like they're, they're learning these things all brand new, Mm -hmm. you know, so they can't differentiate what's, what's, what the difference is really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's just crazy. I really, I didn't even know that. And I I couldn't imagine coming home and, and coming home to that. And then on top of all the other stuff, yeah. you know? I still didn't get my stuff. I think actually one of the packages was mistakenly delivered to us for somebody else. They had ordered it for themselves, but because they were ordering yeah. us to get, like, their addresses got mixed up. So they didn't get, like, their bed sheets. Like, I'm like, sorry, like, our stuff got stolen. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my, uh, nobody told me is that you, for real, for real, do not sleep. And I agree. When people say sleep when the baby sleeps, I'm like, no. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like, (laughs) that's that's, a joke. That's That's a myth. That's a myth. (laughs) We're myth busting that right now. (laughs) Because it does not happen. It does not happen. And um, I, I guess this is even just like, just not that, but in general. So even when we are sleeping, like, I feel like my, it's like spidey sense. Like I can sense when he's moving, when he starts babbling, I'm like, is he okay? If he coughs, if he sneezes, Mm -hmm. like I hear all of that. And out of my sleep. He sleeps through the night now and I still like will wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, just to just to check. And I know that's like part of your natural motherly mm-hmm. instinct. It kind of just comes for the most part, I think, when you become a mom. But you you just don't sleep. Like you just don't sleep like how you used to. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there have even been times when Brandon has taken Mav and he'll take him out to the living room when he gets up really, really early. And, um, he'll just be like, Oh, you rest. Like, you know, you can sleep in and I'll try and sleep in. I'm still waking up every 45 minutes, hour, um, in between. And, and it's just, 
it's crazy because I think people, A, tell you, try and sleep when the baby sleeps, and that's just not realistic. It's not when you're, like, trying to feed. Like, my breastfeeding was experience was breast training, bottle feeding, pumping. And by the time I'm done with it, it's time to start again. Yeah. Like, and sleep er- when. Yeah, like, if he's even trying to nap at that yeah. point, like... He's up by the time you try and finish all those processes. Um, And then, you know, trying to rest while he's resting. Well, if you do, if you do that, a lot of the stuff that you need to get done doesn't get done, you know? And, and I mean, it's safe to say like, there's some things that are just like more important than others. And like, you know, the dishes can wait. Like, yeah, definitely. There's something to be said about that, but yeah, I think that if you just accept it and know it, it makes it easier. It makes it easier for, sure. for you to just push and this through. Whole, like, oh, sleep while you can. Like, there's a sleep bank or something, like sleep deposits that you're just yeah. gonna stow away for when the baby gets they, here. They mean like sleep while you can. Like, so when you all are in the car and you have a 15 minute drive and the baby's in the car seat and they can't be anywhere else but the car seat. That's what they mean by sleep while you can. Like those 15 minutes, those are all yours. That's on you. That's, That's on, you. on you. So yeah, I um I just I don't think anybody prepared me for how much sleep you don't get. And I it has really it's taken a toll just to switch the schedule, especially working from home, mm-hmm. because when he is napping, I'm working. Yeah. You know, so it, it it's something completely different. West rest while he rests than that kind of thing. Oh, Cause yeah. you're not able to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, that's for real. Nobody told me that you really don't get any sleep. Be prepared for that because it is wholeheartedly true. You're not going to get any sleep. Now there isn't like, I feel like God, gives you grace to get through that season yes. for sure. Yes. Um, but I think the more you just accept it, I think the easier. And you, and you make peace is. with it. Yeah. You just, okay, I'm just yeah. not going to sleep for a long period. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> like you're basically at night. It's like naps. And there's no sleeping in anymore. Like Saturday, like today, Jaden woke up at like six 30 and I'm like, son it's it's saturday like it's it's saturday like it's we saturday. really don't have to be up at 6 we don't have to be up this early why and they just don't understand it at all no. No. um so hey guys we're just so thankful for you guys uh to be listening to this episode of the motherhood calling over chaos podcast don't forget to like subscribe review and follow us on instagram at calling over chaos and if you really want to stalk our day-to-day activity you can follow our individual accounts at special underscore K210 and at ACBC Fit. We love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.